0: So the natural state of all our minds, this natural state is for, is the mind to always think. The mind's in a constant state of thinking and agitation all the time. So what we need is we need a method to try to pull the mind back, and that method is to develop what we call a samatha Kamatan. What a samatha Kamatan will do eventually is to make the mind calm and. What it will make the mind calm from is this this restlessness this agitation that we have in the mind all these different unwholesome emotions that we we experience like anger and greed and things like this but really what what at what the main part of agitation is in the mind is the five hindrances and these five hindrances come about because we have contact with this uh, six sense spaces and they they in turn cause the five hindrances to come up in any different way so these five hindrances are coming in contact with the sense, six sense spaces this is the this is what stops us from having calm in the mind so there's many different kinds of methods in meditation to make the mind calm and to stop the five hindrances for example the one that most most people use is is just to simply watch the breath when you keep the breath uh, when you keep the breath in mind on a constant basis, this is what's called developing sati developing developing mindfulness. And mindfulness is this quality of recollecting. So when you when you recollect the breath in and out, just on a continuous basis over a very long point of a time, uh, over a very long period of time, uh, you have to do this without trying to control the breath in any way, just watching the breath naturally go in and naturally go out. And in the end, what will happen is the longer you keep your mindfulness with the breath, uh, and the longer it continues with it. or uh, for example, if you are keeping a borikam, a boricam, for example, like futto, or some sort of meditation word, what will happen if, if you keep this mindfulness continuous, continuous with this object, eventually the, the bom will disappear. The, the meditation word will disappear. And at that point, you'll just, you'll just know the in and out breath. There'll be no thoughts there at, the, at that point of time. Just basically, the mind just sti- staying with the in and out breath. Eventually, you stay with the breath longer and longer and then eventually the breath will disappear. And at this point, when the breath disappears, both the body and mind start to, start to feel very light and very radiant. So what is happening when the breath disappears at this point in time, it means that the mind is becoming free from the arom that it it experiences. Arom is like feelings, moods, emotions, mental impressions. And so what this is the signal of, this is the signal that the mind is starting to become calm. At the start it might only be for 5 minutes or 10 minutes or 30 minutes. But what you'll, what you'll experience at that point in time, when the mind is free from, from these wrongs, you'll start to feel pity, you'll start to feel inner contentment, you'll start to feel a happiness, like a happiness like you've never experienced before in the world. And this is a happiness and a contentment not, that doesn't rely on anything outside in the world. Yeah. And so this is, this is the happiness that arises from uh, keeping your mind with one object. Um, and this is what mindfulness is, keeping your mind with just this one object. When you do this, you'll experience a happiness like you've ne- ex- never experienced before. It's like nothing in the world. It's actually opposite from everything in the world that you've experienced. For example, if when, you, when the mind comes in contact with any of the six external sense spaces, this gives one sort of happiness. But this kind of happiness is it's totally opposite from the happiness from a calm mind. Um, if you experience some sort of liking or some sort of happiness from these from the five hindrances you know once again this 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 happiness of a calm and contented mind this is totally opposite from from anything that you've ever experienced before so the more you do this uh, the more you do this on a continuous basis the more the mind will have uh, strength and power unto itself. <coughs> When you do this and the mind has this strength and power, what this means is your samadhi is getting stronger and it's getting better. So, once you come out of that samadhi, you come out of that calm mind, what, what the job at that point in time is to start to investigate the body. You can do different kinds of investigation of the body, whatever sort of, <coughs> whatever suits your characteristics. It might be loma, Tajo. But basically, you just have to keep your mind within the sphere of the body. And when you do that, you have to look at the body and see it, see that the body naturally, uh, in many ways, arises, remains for a period of time and then passes away. For example, you can use the breath in this way. You can see that the breath goes in, it remains for a little while and then it eventually passes away. If you can see this, this is actually seeing anicca, dukkha, anatta in, in the breath and, and in the body. When you can do this, this will. And keeping your mindfulness in, in in the sphere of the body, this is this is actually seeing the body as a dukkha or anatta. You're starting to see this body as something that's not permanent. It's not lasting. At this point, when you start to break through this, uh, this is the the starting of this is the This is the arising of wisdom. The mind becomes calm and it, it starts to experience an emptiness. It's, it, but it's, it's on another level from just, from just experiencing samadhi. This is wisdom, this is the calm and this is the emptiness arising from, from wisdom. The mind will become very bright and radiant. and this is, Once again, this is the brightness of wisdom. So you have to do this over and over and the, the mind will go back and forth like this many, many times until eventually the mind moves to another level of wisdom, gives, uh, gives rise to another level of knowledge. Which, what we, which is what we call the magayana, makayan, which is the, the, the inside of the maka once one does see once one does see this makayan, see, what will happen at that point in time is you see through conventions and this is the point where Vimuti arises where liberation arises. This is the point in time where what we call the sapawawa the natural state of conditions this is arise and we will understand this and we'll see this as, um, at this point in time, you'll suppose that can, they can arise in different ways. Everyone, people can have different experiences on this. For example, you might see that, you know, that nothing in this life is permanent. Uh, or you can see that this life is just continuously racing towards death. Or you can see that everything in the world, is, world outside is impermanent. And you can see what, you know, why would I want anything in the world when I just, when I understand that it's already impermanent. Or you see that everything in the world you can't keep, there's nothing that you can take with you. Or you could see that everything is not self. So when you see Anicca, uh, at that point in time you also know Dukkha and you also know not self at that point in time as well. When you see this Anicca, Dukkha, Anatta, what happens is your faith becomes unshakable at that time. Because you actually start to see clearly. You know, before you had faith, uh, you came in and you were trying to meditate. Um, sometimes the mind was good, sometimes it was bad, sometimes meditation was good, sometimes meditation was bad. But when the mind gets to that point and the, there's an arising of some kind of Yeah, you know, this is you know, some sort of a sapahvatthama arises for us to see. This is the point where effort starts to become automatic. Your mindfulness becomes better, your samadhi is better, your wisdom is better, everything becomes better at that point in time. And your faith moves to another level at that point. Um, The reason it does this is because the mind has more power at this point in time. What it'll see is everything that we've learned over the course of our lives uh, in, in regards to dharma, everything that we've read, everything that we've heard, these, are, these experiences are actually starting to arise in our own mind for ourselves. And so when this experience arises within our own mind for ourselves, this is what really gives us unshakable faith in the Buddha Dharma Sangha. At this point in time, you'll, you'll really know for sure, you'll know within your own heart, that Maga and Nibbana is something true. You'll be able to see through all the conventions of reality. You know, what will happen is when you see through this and you experience a, a level of liberation, the the amount of pity the amount of happiness that arises it can stay with you for many many days and at that point in time you'll never want anything more from the world so at the start the kubrajans they you know they point the path out to you and they tell you the path for example like lompochar Lump- he was someone who had a pure mind already and and what he was doing from that great kindness of that pure mind he was telling us the path he was explaining what to do the path to be released from suffering and for all of us that path starts with for us putting forth effort we need to put forth effort we need to be determined to follow this path when you have when you are putting forth effort and you are determined uh different you'll notice not in just in yourself but for other people as well different people they have different what we call in uh different uh facilities so You'll see that other, some people, they might be determined, they might be doing a lot of meditation or other people, they're not very determined. But this is, this is something that's outside us. This, this isn't something you need to look at. There's, there's no use looking at other people. What you need to do is to look at your own self uh, and see where your own mind is, how you're progressing. You know, As I said, some, deter- some people are determined, others are not. You know, this, is, this isn't important. What's happening outside isn't important. What isn't, what's the most important is to watch our own mind because our own mind still has greed, hatred, and delusion in it. The more you practice like this, the more you watch your own mind, then the mind will eventually start to become calm. From the more you practice, the more the mind will eventually start to become calm. In. So you have to be very, very determined to sit meditation a lot, walk meditation a lot. Do the, all the different aspects of call what that, that are laid out for you every day in the monastery keep your morality well you know for the monks keep your, keeping your 227 precepts so you have to be very circumspect uh, both with the rules inside the Patimotra and outside the Patimoka and you have to keep those very strict and very well you know, this is this is what we're doing we're training our souls we're training ourselves at, at every occasion that we have you're training yourself to be very humble. You're training yourself to be content with, with whatever requisites come your way. You're training yourself by going to the morning meeting, going to the afternoon seat, going to the evening meetings. This is all a part of training yourselves and this, is, this training yourselves, this is what will give rise to results, eventually give rise to results in the practice. All, all these levels of training, what this is, this is developing samatha, samatha kamatan. When you, when you use that power from your Samatha Kamantan to investigate, you'll be able to start to see through, you'll be able to start to see the Anicca Natta that is, that is inherently within every one of your thoughts. You'll start to see the arising of the thoughts. Sometimes you like to do these things, sometimes you don't like to do these things, sometimes you want to do these things, sometimes you don't want to do these things. So you start to see the arising and passing away of these thoughts. And at this point in time, wisdom starts to arise to one level you'll start to notice that sometimes in the mind there's good thoughts, sometimes in the mind there's bad thoughts. What you need to do to develop wisdom is to always be looking at the mind and, and saying, saying to yourself or teaching yourself constantly that all these thoughts are main which is not certain. If you can do this you can see the main in everything, you'll start to see the attachments that you have in the mind. So, this is, this is the, the benefit from using Anicca, Dukkha, Anatta as a meditation object because it gives rise to wisdom. Uh, from, from there, from looking at the mind like that, you can come back, you know, what you need to do is come back and look at the body. You, know, you can look at the body in different ways, you can just see it as four elements, or you can see the arising and passing away of the body, or you can see it as being born, old age, and death. Um, but a good one is to look at the four elements. You can uh, separate the four elements. So you have like a pile of water element, a pile of earth element, a pile of fire element, a pile of <coughs> wind element. And if you can separate the elements like this, you'll start to see that none of these elements are, are, are permanent. None of them are in a lasting state. Eventually they, they come about, they stay for a period of time and then eventually they break apart. What you're doing is all you're doing with this, with this body that you have at this point in time is you're relying on, the, on these four elements just for a period of time and then eventually you have to throw these four elements away and return them back to the world. When you can start to see this to one level, uh, this is wisdom arising just, just a little bit and the mind will become uh, free of attachment just, for, just temporarily. But you do this over and over and over and over and eventually the mind starts to see more and more clearly. The more clear you see, the more you understand an Icha Dukkranata. And when you do finally see an and Dukkranata to its, to its full level, that's when you'll know you, you won't want anything else from the world and the only thing that you'll want to do is, is put forth effort to practice Dhamma. When you see this, you'll have no more doubts about the path of practice and you'll have no more doubts that you want to give everything for seeing the Dhamma. You'll have no more doubts that this body is not something that belongs to you. You'll you'll have no doubts that this is something that's not ourselves. And this is the point where you'll start to see the Dhamma clearer and clearer. You'll know for sure that you have to die and you'll know for sure that you can't take anything with you. The clearer that you see this, the more happiness, the more pity you start to have in the mind the more clearly you see that the world is just, it's just conventions. You can see, you'll see everything in the world is just simply a convention. You'll, you'll even see things like, you know, you think the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, but eventually you'll you understand that this is merely just a convention. Everything you'll start to see from a, from a perspective of vimuti, of liberation. And once one can really break through that and really see through these conventions, this is where one truly escapes from the world. But to get to this point, we need to practice and we need to keep on in the practice and do it continuously. Uh, you know, this is something that we have to do. We have to really fight against our own inner, de- inner desires to not do the practice. You know, because this is the highest thing to go for to get away to get away to get above and beyond the world. this is to escape from samsara. So all of us we have to be very, very determined to do this. You know, we've all come in, we've all come into this monastic existence and this is this is our duty now, this is our job. Our job is to meditate to get to this point. All of us, we've given up the world, so we we're not gonna build anything more in the world. So what you need to build at this point in time is to build sati, you need to build samadhi, and you need to build panya. If it's if sati, samadhi, or punya still hasn't arisen to its fullest, that doesn't matter. What you need to do is to keep good uh, morality, you need to keep good sealer. You know, this is because this sealer is, is what's been passed down from the Buddha. This is the sealer of the Buddha that he's given to each and every one of us. So, this is, this is each and every one of our duty it, to see the danger in samsara. You know, all of us have come in here, and maybe we've ordained for a period of time, and we've ordained for a few years. And sometimes we think, okay, well, I've I've been practicing for a while now. I can now I can start to teach the Dharma, and you want to teach, and you want to explain things to people, and uh, you want to share your Dharma with other people. But Lumbertar said, you know, Dharma still really hasn't arisen in your own heart. What you need to do is to teach yourself first. Uh, because if you teach people wrong, this is, you can, you're building very bad karma for yourself. Um, so also you should never speak about dharma that's above the level that you've actually experienced for yourself. Um, never say anything more than what the Kubrajan is saying. If the Kubrajan is explaining to you to do these simple, basic things of Kaurwat, don't try to talk over that and try to talk deeper dharma than the Kubrajan. Because the more you do that, the more you try to think that you're beyond another level of this. Basically, what you're doing is is you're hurting yourself. It's like it's like you're kicking yourself in the head. So what you need to concentrate on is to do your own practice first. Develop sila, samadhi, and punya within yourself first. This is the most important thing. So all of us, you know, we should all be determined to do this a lot uh, to develop the four satipatthana. Sorry, to develop the four satipatthana in every position that we're in—sitting, standing, walking, lying down. When you're eating, when you're dressing—all these, all these different things that we do throughout the day—we should be doing these with mindfulness and keeping keeping our mind within the realm of the four satipatthana. You know, you can do this by using some sort of varicama, of using bhuto, or you know, other people might be more. Uh, other people might find investigating dumber a lot better, for example investigating death at all, at all times. You'll see that in the end that you have to die. This is the point where I have to run out to the car and zip it up, so if I remember, if I, I was trying to listen and what he was starting to say is, you know, you use this, this Bori pump, this isn't for sure, what he said, this is what I remember, I didn't write this down. You use this body Calm the more uh, you do this, you investigate, you gain more calm in the mind. Uh, keep going back and forth like this, developing calm, investigating. And then it sort of got to the point where when the mind starts to become very, very calm and your investigation is moving to a higher level, this is the point where doubts start to fall away because the mind has developed this deep level of calm. When the mind has developed this deep level of calm, eventually you're gonna see all Nama Rupa as not self. And once you have seen this, this is this is well, this is the the greatest foundation that you can have in your own practice, um, because that foundation has come from seeing through the Dharma, seeing through uh, nama rupa. There's there's another level of calm in the mind at this point. Um, so, what you might think when you have this calm it's like, I oh, I need to I need to go straight into into seeing. Sorry, I need to go straight into investigating uh, Nama, which is the, the, the mental aggregates. Yeah, but this is the wrong thing to do. What you have to do is you always have to be using that calm to investigate the body. You need to get through the body first. You need to be able to see the body clearly. The more you investigate the body, the clearer you're going to be able to see it. And in the end, the body will eventually break apart into emptiness. When the body does eventually break apart, you see, sorry, you see the body break apart in emptiness. This is where the path factors gather at this point in time, what we call Maksamakhi. And when the, when the path factors gather together, this is where the Gotarabu Titta will arise. The mind, the mind is very calm at this point, but it's a, it's a calmness on another level. At this point, there's absolutely no doubts about, about the Dharma and about the practice. At this point in time, this is where the mind flicks and something irreversibly changes in the mind. Uh, you'll, you'll see at this point in time that absolutely nothing in this world belongs to you. Everything, everything in the world is not, is not self. So when you see the body clear, this is, this is the point where you, you truly see the Buddha. And this is the first time you see the Buddha when, you, when you've broken through the body. And at this point, this is, where, this is where one develops real unshakable faith at this point in time. Wherever you're from, it doesn't matter what country you've come from. It doesn't matter who you are, male, female. It doesn't matter. When you see the Dhamma, you know this is this is. You'll see the Buddha at that point in time, and this is what Lumbarchar was always teaching us. So, at the start, there's many many doubts there. There's many doubts about the about the practice, what we should do. But in the end, what happens is we see clear. The mind will understand all conventions that everything in the world is just simply a convention. And it experienced Lufi at that point in time. Lumpacha would always give an example between between salt and sand. Um, you know they're the same kind of characteristics. you know The only difference is sand is isn't salty. Um, so you have to you have to understand that there's a lot of things that are just that are subject to conventions. For example, uh, we've come in and we've ordained you know, we've shaved our head, we've put on some robes. But that doesn't really mean we're a monk. We're just a monk according to conventions. Some monks might have ordained for 50, 40 years, 50 years, but if that monk still hasn't seen the Dharma, they're still not a real monk. They're still just a monk by conventions. So never be negligent. Always develop these four sakkhipatthanas, and eventually try to be try to be seeing through all nama or Rupra as anicca dukkha anatta. You know, this is what is going to give rise to wisdom within your practice, and this is what will eventually lead to enlightenment. No, but at the start, this is the end of the path. But you know what you have to focus on now is you have to be at the start of the path. What you have to do is be very determined. You have to be investigating the Dharma whenever you can. You have to be making the mind calm. You have to put forth a lot of effort. The Puns is about to come up. So whether you're staying here at Wamabjana or you're staying at a, at a branch monastery, you know, our duty is the same, is to do these things that he's been talking about here. And our duty is to meditate. Whether you're close to the... The or you're far away from the Kubhrajaan this doesn't change what you need to do you have to meditate this is the main thing uh, and you have to do all these practice, these basic practices eating little sleeping little speaking little eating one meal a day eating all the food in your bowl being being restrained being content with whatever you've got not letting the mind be pulled by liking and disliking and this is the path that will eventually lead you to the Dharma that I've been talking about pandamayaṃ dhammakatthayā sa dukkaraṃ